0: Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer's Sermon Podcast. The readings appointed for this sermon are from the book of Genesis, chapter 32, verse 22 through 31, the second letter of Paul to Timothy, chapter 3, verse 14 through chapter 4, verse 5, the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 18, verse 1 through 8, in Psalm 121. Open our minds... Warm our hearts, but also bend our wills, for we seek to hear your word. Amen. Amen. A A few years ago, when we first moved to Cincinnati, some of our friends from back home came for a long visit. Their children are the same age as ours. We've known them their entire lives. I met their mom actually at a breastfeeding support group, which is part therapy, part medical training, and part social networking for new parents. Because when you're stuck at home with a newborn for several months, you're always an hour late to everything, and you're constantly covered in mysterious liquids, and your friend group can get pretty small and selective. I met my friend Marjorie in this weird gathering, and I remember the first time we played together, and I remember the first time we prayed together. It went a little something like this. Oh, thank God, that strange lady who always wears red for some reason brought snacks to this shindig. Yes, I'm starving. (laughs) Food, as it turns out, is one of those things that often elicits prayer between strangers and friends. And aside from praying some short, prescripted verses over meals at dinner parties, I can't think of many times when my friend and I prayed together and realized that we were praying. But several years into our friendship, when they came to stay for the weekend, the opportunity for intercession arose in the form of bedtime prayers. Another classic in the repertoire of Here I Am, Praying Some Prayers. (laughs) Meals and bedtime seem a pretty normal time to pray for us churchy people. Since they're Lutheran and we're Episcopalian, we picked something we thought the kids might all know, something Jesus taught us. Our mother, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. All the kids joined in. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Here comes the food part. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, sins, debts, all that bad stuff, as we forgive those who trespass against us. They were really on a roll by this point. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from emails. (laughs) For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Marjorie and I looked at each other and giggled a bit and silently decided not to correct him. Emails, after all, had recently become the bane of my existence. And with his words, The mundane had become sacred. The reality of life had become a prayer. As I look back over the many years of our friendship, I realize we've actually been praying together all along. For companionship, for sleep between feedings, for kindness, for non-judgment, for guidance, for guidance, for strength, and for liberation, for breaking the mold on what it means to be a mom. Looking to Jesus' parable today, I'm struck by the reality that if we are to pray always as Jesus asks, then we need to allow everything to become a prayer. I heard a wise person once say that every prayer we pray is either us saying, thank you, thank you, or help me, help me. I know all of you can think of times in your life when you cried out to God, help me, help me. And I know too that in the good times, you have taken the opportunity to say thank you, thank you. And even still, I meet people all the time that tell me I don't know how to pray. I'm not good at that. You do it. You're the priest. You do it. I'm going to teach you right now the easiest prayer that ever was. You ready? That's it. That's that's a prayer. Want to try it? Ready? When you feel like you've mastered that one, go on to thank you, thank you, or help me, help me. If you're looking for some eloquent prescripted prayers, there's a collect for that. It begins on page 810 of the BCP. And if you really wanna master prayer, Go to Episcopal 101 today, as that is the topic of conversation. But the reality is that all you really need to be able to pray is the recognition that you are already praying. Every time you forgive someone, Every time you share love with your neighbor. Every time you ask for God's will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. If you pray like this, everything can be a prayer. Recycling can be a prayer for the planet. Protest can be a prayer. equity. Voting can be a prayer for representation. Tutoring a child can be a prayer for the future. Laughing can be a prayer for release. Resistance can be a prayer for agency. Building affordable housing can be a prayer to end homelessness. Singing can be a prayer for joy, and baptism can be a prayer for a bigger family. Sharing a meal can be a prayer for communion. You can pray with your feet, you can pray with your money, and you can pray with your voice. That's what the widow in our story does today. She raises her voice against an unjust system of oppression that seeks to stifle her prayer for freedom by ignoring her requests. With persistent prayer, she cries out, grant me justice, again and again, grant me justice. And she is over and over again denied. The gospel says that for quite some time, the judge refuses her. It would have been so easy, I think, for her to give up hope. For her to cease from praying. For her to quit believing that things could be different for her to let go of all hope and tell herself, well, I guess that's just the way things are now. I get that. I know you do. I've given up on the world before. I think I did it just a couple of weeks ago. And that's why Jesus tells us also to not lose heart. Pray always and do not lose heart. The persistent widow becomes a model for the church today. Quite literally. If we think of the church as Christ's loving companion on earth, then when Jesus was raised and ascended into heaven, no longer with us incarnate, then we as God's people were left, left widowed. So what will we do with our lives here and now? Will we accept rejection and oppression? Will we sit in silence and become complacent in our idleness, or will we pray? Will we lift our voice for people on the margins? Will we use our hands to build a brighter future? Will we wrestle and strive and stand up against hate and fear and exclusion? Will we pray always and always pray? Persistence is paramount in the parable we are given today. We are told not to give up, to keep agitating systems of oppression, To keep speaking up for what is right and good and loving and kind. To deliver us from evil and emails and from our trespasses. To feed us with the bread we need for today so that we can have bread in excess, ensuring that no one goes hungry until earth is as it is in heaven. This will be our relentless prayer. God, help us. Help us make this world good and loving and just. And thank you, thank you, for the blessings you have set before us. Your church is a mighty widow indeed. Now watch how we can pray. Amen.